Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Dr. Sean Benzinger, who is the founder and director of the Indy Health and Wellness Center. He's been practicing in Indianapolis since 1983. This guy is a health expert. He knows his stuff. He even did radio for 20 years, where he interviewed some of the most successful and experienced health experts this world has to offer even dr oz that has a famous tv show the dr oz show and he's he just gained a lot of insight and he knows his stuff i'll warn you there's a lot in this show and he gives the truth there may be some things that you may not agree with but he tells the truth and he is driven by good and not by money There's a lot of things in this society that we don't realize are corrupt, especially in the health industry and in the medical industry where drugs are are prescribed to us or other things that really what it comes down to is we need to help ourselves before anybody else can help us. And he, he even explains where he fires some of his patients because he knows he can't help them. So in today's show, we go over a lot of stuff in the health industry. He talks about healthy habits. He talks about things that you need to eat that are healthy, why our society is really making it impossible for us to eat healthy. Talks about medications and how really some drugs, we're becoming reliant on them and we need to help ourselves before we can have a drug that helps us. We talk about how sugar can numb your brain and numb you as a person. That's right, sugar. And he, he goes into detail about uh, how it could be bad for you, how sometimes we just need to lay off the sugar and not drink pop nonstop because it really is hurting our body. We talk about FDA and how the approval system works, and we even talk about Dr. Oz and how his views on Dr. Oz and his show. I know there's been a lot of controversy on that lately, and he gives the truth because he knows him. He is friends with Dr. Oz. We just go into a lot of other details about things. And also, at the end, he gives his top three tips. And to date, I'm pretty sure that he's given the best tips to an entrepreneur or anybody in the health industry today. I mean, they're great. It's crazy how he looks at life and how he's driven. So there is so much good stuff in this show. Honestly, if you're a health expert or if you're just an entrepreneur, anybody can benefit from this. And it's really, I, I really suggest it because you're going to learn a lot. I did. I, I, it blows my mind and totally made me look at things a lot differently. So before we get started, I just want to let you guys know about my website, Brandon T. Adams. If you guys are listening right now, I don't know if you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever. If you want to get more out of this, if you want to check out notes, but get weekly updates and a lot of great content that can help you as a person, free info, just go to my website right now. It's www.brandontadams.com, and then there'll be a pop-up, and it'll say to subscribe. Subscribe to my show, and by subscribing right off the bat, you're going to get an exclusive 
fund formula. It's uh, my fund formula for crowdfunding and audio that is exclusive for you just by signing up. It'll benefit you, and uh, especially if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, it will give you a lot of great advice that you didn't know about, which I didn't a couple years ago, and I've learned over the years about crowdfunding. So check that out. Subscribe. I'll give you a lot of great stuff. And not only that, I have my light bulb to launch course going on. You can sign up by going to my website, brandontadams.com. Click on the light bulb to launch tab and check it out there. You can see everything about it. If you have an idea that you want to develop or you're looking to do a crowdfunding campaign, this course goes through everything. I'll help you hands-on. And I mean, that's what's been driven from this podcast and everything I do. I try to help out entrepreneurs out there who are like me. I've struggled over the past four years. I've been through everything. Even for my age, I've seen it all. I've traveled this country and I've learned a lot. And I'm very passionate about helping you guys to not go through the heartache I've went through. And I want to make you succeed. I'm truly here to see other people succeed. Check all that out. A lot of great stuff. And yeah, I highly suggest it. So let's jump into today's show. I'm very excited. We're going to get a lot out of this. Let's hear from Dr. Sean Bingzinger. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have an expert. He is a healthcare expert. He is a top-known guy in this nation. I'm here in Indianapolis with Dr. Sean Benzinger. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Excellent day. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here talking to you. I want to jump right in and hear where you got started as an expert in the health industry and where it led you to where you are today with everything you're doing. Good question. What's an expert? Yeah, isn't that true? <laughs> it, it really <laughs> Especially is. in this industry. It is. And, and the truth is, usually an expert comes from the degree that you've gotten, and somehow that um, education makes you an expert. I really believe that experts uh, are developed over time with special understanding or insight that just uh, they have over others. So we have some internists that are experts. They and, claim they're experts. Yes. And then you've got some nutritionists that are experts because they really do understand. They can apply it. Number two, they can communicate it to the public in a manner that actually makes sense to them. But for myself, I graduated with a chiropractic degree and proceeded to then get a acupuncture degree and a clinical nutrition oh, wow. degree. Where at? Um, uh, my chiropractic degree was up at National College up in Chicago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then continued on from there uh, with an orthopedics degree also. So, and the reason why was simply I saw the need for me to advance in my education for the purpose of patient benefit. And then where that ended, then I hired appropriate people like physical therapists, uh, clinical nutritionists, occupational therapists, um, uh, massage therapists, uh, medical physicians, to then complement the need you of the had patient. your mastermind group of people yeah actually it's exactly <laughs> what it is because in healthcare it's the only way that you can manage a individual's problem is usually through multiple hands and ideas to be able to bring them back to health 
Wow. So when you got started, it was obviously just you. I'm sure you couldn't afford to have all these people on board. Mm-hmm. How did you develop to that point? You know, um, thank God. Um, I mean, our practice took off immediately. Uh, at one point, I had about an eight-year stint. I was seeing about 109 people a day, which, by the way, I'm How's that not, not proud of. <laughs> not proud of that uh, when you're young and um, unwise and um, don't yeah. know, you yeah. actually think that's good. Um, but you have to realize I basically did examinations and adjustments and the rest was taken care of by our physical therapist. So in good, competent hands, good success rates, we measured everything we did to make sure outcomes measures were wonderful. Um, however, ridiculous as to those numbers. How, how do you even, I mean, starting out like that, how do you get your name out there that quick? Did you guys do some kind of crazy advertising or success rate? Success rate. Um, but I will tell you there was one other complimentary thing that we did that uh, was part of kind of always my um, my heart of outreach, and that was uh, malls. Uh, many of you have been to malls where they check uh, blood pressure or they do a, a simple blood For sure. screen or a, a balance screen by chiropractors or the local hospital. Um, I started that, and I started that about 30 years ago in oh, the wow. Lafayette Mall, and then... Um, many people came in all over the country trying to figure out what we we're doing. So we set up booths and educated people on healthcare. And many times that drove uh, patient um, um, patient uh, load as well as acknowledgement of our practice. So that was, I mean, the beginning of something that turned out to be huge. Huge, absolutely huge. We had five offices and, you know, it was very busy practice. But I think radio was the other major driving force. About three years into it, I had um, I met two gentlemen that were represented to local radio programs, yeah. and they said they're talk radio, and they said we, we have nothing on healthcare, and you sure talk a lot. So, and, <laughs> but I used to give a lot of lay lectures, and those in small groups throughout yeah. the city, just again education, an idea, uh, creating the model of you can take care of yourself if you know how. Exactly. Uh, that focus and and started it. I, I would say the first few programs were a bit on the embarrassing side. I think I said, um, uh, more than I said actual words we, in the beginning. We all do. That's why you cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. not on live. I was live. Oh, it was live. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. My first um, eight, ten, almost first 10 years were live. Everything was live. So I'd finish patient at 1130, uh, 11.20, <clears throat> come in, meet the the uh, person I'm going to interview, sit down and do live and for do 30 it. minutes. You know, the beauty of that is, well, it's like you got dynamite in your hand because you could blow yourself up <laughs> saying one wrong thing. I, I've been on Which live. I did so fun. often. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're people like us that say what we believe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't go over as well. Uh, but, you know, over the years, um, locally, Methodist Hospital, IU Hospital, St. Vincent's Hospital Systems, and um, um, I think Ortho Indy at one point, and several other type of sponsors were the sponsors of the program. So apparently we weren't so far off base because we interviewed their folks. Um, and with always the idea of the experts to come in and not tell you how, how they're an expert, the experts to come in and break down the details of what they know so that you understand it so you can help yourself at home. Yeah. Because I, I will tell you, bottom line, in my estimation, the worst thing that's happened in the United States of America has simply been grandma isn't next door. It sounds so silly, yeah. but the small Enlighten things, me on that. Grandma isn't next door. Grandma's not next door. Um, most people live away from their families. And yeah. the ones that are listening, they know. Uh, 
grandma isn't around, mom lives in whatever. Yeah. And when the small situation occurs with the baby, we've scared people to death where they're going to think they're going to kill their child by doing one wrong thing. They got a temperature of 99.6. They're giving them medications. Why? Because they don't know any better. Because grandma's up there saying, that. stop it. Don't do that. Give them some compresses. Put them in a bath, but don't drug them right now because yeah. it's harsh on their system. When grandma isn't there to educate or mom doesn't even know how to cook, how to manipulate foods, how to take herbals, how to do the basics of health care, guess what happens to basic health? Because we already know. Enter any situation where we've got a lot of sick people do the basics well and the whole society gets healthier. You know, our society is so much on the drugs out there and everything. And, you know, I believe a lot of things are in our head. And if you have a strong mind and whatever you believe in, really, that's half of the cure itself. Mm -hmm. And people want this quick fix of these drugs. But once they go down that line, and just me speaking my opinion, mm -hmm. once they go down that line, it's like they feel reliant on it. And without it, they can't function. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been there and I've been on medication for up to 12 months and realized that I don't need this shit. Mm -hmm. I can get off mm -hmm. with a strong mental attitude. You can and be better than ever. Mm -hmm. I think the issue is medications. Um, I owned a chronic pain center. Uh, of course, used many medications on our patients in an appropriate manner. The goal of medications should be to be able to assist you and then train you how to take care of yourself. Uh, I'll give you a, a good example. It's a little bit off base because it's related to surgery. But when I interviewed one of the foremost authorities in uh, barometric, um, uh, barometric, um, um, bariatric surgery. Yeah. I said, well, what's the number one reason? He said, number one reason for bariatric surgery. And he smiles and I said, boy, this is going to be a good one. He says, well, it's the truth. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, the number one reason is so that your insurance pays for an entire year for a nutritional consultation and supervised exercise. So you learn how to take care of yourself. He said, that's what bariatric, um, surgery really is for. I said, well, you know, you bypass the surgery and you, know, and you put a thing and you do all these bands. And he says, yeah, that's all great. And success rate is below 50% because they just eat themselves right back where they were unless the training's there. So he said, I always thought, wouldn't it be an oddity that we would say that it's obesity and give them this, this um, diagnosis and then give them the training and the exercise that they need? Wouldn't that be an idea? It's sad. It's like our system is almost feeding us with stuff that isn't really helping us, but it's all based off the money game. Well, it does. It does help the symptom, and then it makes you feel as though you can't do anything more without it. Does but that make sense? It, that does. That's, that's like really what I was issue. saying before. Mm -hmm. And what what kills me is, I mean, we're human beings on this earth, mm -hmm. and the industry we live in, the world we live in, kind of makes it very tough for us to live a healthy life mm -hmm. because we believe what we see out there. And like we were talking before, experts, a lot of people out there think they're experts, but really they're just going by what they were taught mm -hmm. and they haven't seen the real side of things. Mm -hmm. And then once they do, they they don't always say what they believe in because they're afraid somebody's going to come down on them. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you've got licensing boards and you have all kinds of things happening. Look at what's happening to Dr. Oz right now. Yes, that's what a, a big what a topic. Perfect, perfect example. Uh, is he out there um, saying that he's a cardiologist and and all the, he he's just saying that's I'm I'm a doctor of cardiology and I'm here educating you like Grandma would. That's what he should say because that's really what he's doing and he's trying to teach people the basics. I mean, I, I every week I get somebody and says, well, you know, on the 
Oz show, and I go, okay, well, I got to figure out what he said this week and see what. Okay, and, and you know, is, you know, Doctor Oz. Oh, I've interviewed Doctor Oz. Yeah, so that good guy, great heart, trying to do the right thing, but he's just teaching basics. Now, yeah, I would rather see every show teaching basics instead of the la la, the la la treatment, which is you take this and it fix, fixes everything. You're taller, you're you're skinny, you're beautiful, and you make money. I mean, it, yeah. it's not how it works. And healthcare isn't supposed to be sold that way. It's hard work, and it's doing the basic things very well. We've stopped telling people that inside our office. I have a friend that's a GP, and he said, Sean, you know what I caught myself saying? I said, what? He said, I actually said to a patient that eating a balanced diet is alternative medicine. He says, I couldn't be believe I said that, but he said that's what it's almost come down to. We don't, in our offices, do anything of really teaching people about nutrition, the health related to it, why they have to do it, and then hold them accountable. But I'll hold them accountable to make sure they take that blue pill. He said, I just realized how messed up my system was, and I'm correcting it. Because what's driven by that blue pill is the money. Well, and convenience. <laughs> and here's the, here's the problem. The patient comes in asking for it. I mean, I, it's, they do because that's what we know. Uh, that's what our society generation we've been told, knows. Well, in fact, you've got this itch. Take that red pill. That's going to take care of it. Yeah. Well, the real reason you got the itch is because you're eating way too much wheat. You're constantly eating cokes and, or drinking cokes, and unfortunately, you've messed up your chemistry. You correct that, and guess where the itch goes? But nobody's talking to them about that except for when their health fails so badly. People like myself are sitting over here on this alternative side, saying, "Okay, let's try to clean you up." Do the basics well. Let's yeah. do a few more nutrients. Let's do a little of this. And oddly enough, they seem to get better. Isn't that weird? My, my son's in medical school, and he, he came to me, and he said, he says, you know what's odd? I said, what? He says, I sit there, and I look at somebody, and I know they're so nutritionally uh, messed up. They're not sleeping. Their lifestyle's poor. And, and we're recommending more medications to them. And he says, you know, one thing you taught me is if the nutrition's not good, the medication probably won't work as well. Exactly. He said, that just makes sense to me, but it's odd that it's kind of hard to get anybody else to bite on that. I said, well, they don't have to, but you do, because you know that's what's right. Well, you know what the number one sickness, too, I believe, is laziness. And people, they want everything now. They don't realize that time. Rome wasn't built overnight. They don't want to take the time to treat their self. I mean, it it's a simple of exercising weekly, eating healthy, and getting the right sleep and living your life the way you should. And if you did that, you can take all that medication and throw it out the door. You know, I got a, I got a question. How old are you? 25. Because you don't talk like a 25-year-old. Yeah, I've been told You know that, that right? Yeah. Because, uh, I, I, honestly, I, I, I sit with 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds um, in my office, and usually their mom and dad's right behind flanking them. And wondering yeah. why their son can't get out of bed in the morning and can't do this and can't do that. And I th finally do some testing and evaluate him. And I said, well, um, his normal breakfast is Pop-Tarts and then Twinkies are lunch. And yeah. he has six Diet Cokes. And then he has chips at night. And then he stays up all night playing games. Why do you think he doesn't feel good? I mean, pretty common. And Explains you, it. it's kind of like, well, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm sorry, but... I've had some that I've said, you just got to straighten that stuff up and maybe do a few things. They don't things. get it. Well, they look at me and think, well, I don't want to do that. That's what's odd. It's like, well, and I, and I just, because it's not because I don't care. It's because people are either ready to get healthy or they're not ready to get healthy. Well, if they're not ready, then they're not going to do it. Correct. So 
as a physician, a lot of physicians have tossed in the towel of holding you accountable to your overweightness because, and here's the, here's the problem, they won't fire the patient. I fire patients. I fire about 3 to 6% per month. I love that philosophy. And, and the reason why is because I'm not helping them. Somebody yeah. else might be able to get you to move. I'm not. I need to say, hey, what we're doing is failing because you're not, you're not changing. I need to recommend somebody else to you. They hate it. But I tell you what, I've gotten thousands of letters over the years of saying, you remember when you fired me, you know, yeah. 18 years ago? I say, yeah. And they said, well, you know, you're right. And I finally did it. And I feel great. And, and that is thousands. Help me help of, you. Right. I mean, you can lead them to water. You can't make them drink. Absolutely. So it's amazing how that society works. And it's sad. I mean, when you tell somebody to do something, people, even me, if somebody tells me to do something, mm -hmm. usually it's not my decision. But mm -hmm. if the person themselves makes a decision. Correct. So you almost have to try to influence them in a way to mm -hmm. say, hey, here's my options. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yeah. Here's and, a better way. Here's an, here's your choice. Yeah. You either choose one way. Here's the one that's failing. Yeah. You're going to keep doing it or not. Well, the doctor says and this says. And, and the others are coming in. They've got six docs and they're 25 years old. And I'm going, what do you got six? You don't even have a major clinical disease. You're just, you, you feel like you're depressed, which I get. And you're run down and you're tired. And and you want an upper in the morning and you want a downer at That's night not the and, truth. Mm -hmm. and you dry them out and you work with the doctor and oddly enough they get better once they're sick enough oh man i could, I could talk about this all day mm -hmm. tell me uh tell me what would be the ideal health expert person like let's say somebody you came in and you wanted to treat somebody what would you tell them to try to be the most healthy person they can be in life? What would they have to do with their eating, their working out, their lifestyle? I, I would tell them to, first of all, do some research into reality, which is our foods in the United States are not healthy. Okay, they're not. So true. And they can't be produced healthy because. Um, Just uh, like we were saying before, society makes it impossible. It, at this point it does. And, <clears throat> and that's got to do with mass manufacturing of health, of foods because we're feeding the world in that whole storyline. but. What about you individually? Yeah. And what I mean by that is I give out something called Secrets of Vital Health. It's a DVD for my patients to look at so they get something. And that is in 1932, our agriculture department actually reviewed the nutrition in corn, wheat stuff and published it. They did it in 1962 and they did it again in 2000. A good example is for 1932 to 2000, 83% of the magnesium that normally is in food doesn't exist anymore. So if you are getting 17% of a single nutrient, which is responsible for muscle soreness, fatigue, and 300 other enzymatic reactions, including good bowel function, just those things, if you're only getting 17%, how much do you have to eat to get 17% back? Five times the amount? Well, vitamin A is actually up, but all the B vitamins are lower. Yeah. Okay. Vitamin E is lower. Vitamin A is lower. Vitamin D, we know, is an epidemic of lower. If you don't have those basics in your in your food, and we're still telling you to eat three square meals, I've had it. I've had people. I've had docs get upset because I'm doing whatever somebody and and I and I I they'll call and I'll say, what do you tell them? I said, well, eat three squares. I said, do you know the the truth? Do you know the science? And the science is put together by our agriculture department. Review it. Once you get that idea. You can't eat that way and actually be healthy. Now, add an extra medication like high blood pressure medication, which drives B vitamins and other nutrients out, and really? you don't supplement with those, that's an issue. There are certain countries in the world that they don't give antibiotics without a probiotic afterwards. 
Yeah. And the reason why they don't is they know it makes you susceptible to other diseases if you get an antibiotic and don't get a probiotic to follow up. Why, why do we never do that? It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make it's sense. Just thinking of the human as we should is good. Animals, we do that. We give them antibiotics and probiotics Yeah. when our herds get sick. With us, the alternative guy's got to do that. Why? It's good common sense of the human body. Wow. Good nutrition, basic choices, basic input. So the first thing is know your basics of nutrition. What would be some foods you could say that would be healthy? I mean, I always say eat like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, actually, that's actually a very good thing. And the truth is if it's bagged, okay, if it's bagged or has been processed, you already are losing it. Yeah. Okay. So the bottom line is it goes right back to lean meats, fruits, and vegetables. If you're a vegetarian, please, 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 please learn how to be a vegetarian. Yeah. I can't tell you how many said, oh, I saw this documentary and I hated how they treated the animals. So I decided I just don't eat meat. I said, <laughs> okay, great. So now we know you're B vitamin deficient, trace mineral deficient, fish uh, omega-3 oils deficient. If you're a female, you're iron deficient slightly. And you got to do these things, you'll feel better. And he says, really? I said, yeah, just take these and increase your protein and your fat, and you'll feel better, and you'll be a good... And they call me in about a month and say, man, I feel so much better. I didn't know. Well, why? Because vegetarians that don't know what they're doing will always be deficient of these things. I don't know how. Simple stuff. I don't know how. I mean, I love meat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can... Because there's so many things in meat, like protein and mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. especially somebody wants to be fit and big, yeah. like... I don't know how they do it, but 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 look at the thing I just handed just a moment ago. Okay, um, yeah, meat, but which meat? Okay, and here here we know that meat used to get, or when we we're talking about hogs, used to get ten grams of antibiotics per uh, cubic ton. Now yeah. they get four hundred pounds of antibiotics per cubic ton which then transfers into the human body, which yes. makes you more susceptible to bacterial and viral infections. So which meat are you eating? You know, uh, I try to eat clean meats and all those types of things. And well, how do you know it's clean though? I mean, you, you look at that. You got to companies. It's tough. Because I mean, tough. I go out with my girlfriend. She's a personal trainer. Yep. We eat healthy. And she says, oh, well, Walmart, their meat is horrible. And then some say you need to go to Hy-Vee or you need to go to Whole Foods. Where do you know? What is actually healthy for you? There are just some companies that <clears throat> have actually made ma- major change. Like uh, Purdue Chicken made a massive change about five years ago with a major o- owner changeover. And I should, at some point, I'll tell you the story of, of what I know about that guy. He's, he's an amazing human being. But uh, Boar's Head, Dietz, uh, these are companies that actually make the reputation on not doing those things. In fact, when the animals get sick, they remove them from the herds. Yeah. And there are websites that tell you those things. Or how about doing something pretty simple? Go find a local farmer that grows them. True. Exactly. And he'll tell you exactly. Because most of those guys, I'm sorry, but the small farmers, they know they lie about one thing. You're not going to come back. And you're going to tell everybody and their whole business is gone. So guess what they do? They tell you what they do. They show you. They don't mind you walking in and seeing the animals. Right? And all of us have that right next door. I mean, if you're in inner city, you drive, you know, 20 miles out. I'm from and, Iowa, okay. so it's right it's around. around. <laughs> so why not find a local farmer and ask them? I've, got, I've told people, if you know a friend, just go out and ask them, would you grow a cow for me? Would you grow a pig? Well, yeah. How much would it cost? Well, it costs, you know, $1,200. Well, yeah. that's cheaper than what you're buying it here. We can actually change these things by just thinking out of the box and actually planning a little bit 
and things can change, but we haven't done that here here in the United States. Now, France, Germany, as I did radio for the uh, in the um, international markets, um, they're just so far ahead of us. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give you. Why is that? Oh my gosh. Well, they have a. They because, have, I mean, we're the United States. Everybody thinks we we're can do it. The top of it. We can why, do it. Why are they doing it? Why aren't we? We're not doing it because of money. They're doing it because their their healthcare system is a socialized system, which is how unhealthy their population is cost the public so much money that it's dangerous um i used to get teased by the german docs that i'd interview like thierry hertong and he would he would say so um been drinking any poison lately and i say what are you talking about thierry and he said well you know uh, you guys you know spray your spray all your vegetables yeah. and your fruits with all kinds of things and you bring them in from south america and they're still got ddt on them. i said what's wrong with you people i mean if that happened in germany we would be at the packing house a thousand people and we'd shut it down yeah i said why would why would you do that he says because we care we don't know whether i'm the one that's going to get the cancer or the heart disease from poor quality food or it's going to be my wife or my child and or my neighbor who I care about, or my mom. So we all get together and do that. He says, you Americans, you just sit there and talk about it. I said, well, unfortunately, unfortunately it's, true. it's really no, true. No, he's so f- mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So precautionary principle. That's the rule in, in Europe. Precautionary principle is very basic, and that is you either prove that it's healthy and safe for the human, or we don't put it in our food stream. That's it. That's the only rule change we'd have to make in the United States. I mean, that that rule change would make a huge impact on our Earth. Yeah, completely. It, well, for one, it'd make us a lot healthier, but two, yeah. it would take away their money. Yeah. But would it? They wouldn't get the money, but where'd the money go? You'd be spending the money somewhere else, wouldn't you? Exactly. And somebody else would make money. Exactly. That's what's so funny about it is, well, the little farmer and the big farmer. Come on. The, the money distributes. If you're not buying it from so-and-so packing house that mistreats the animals and feeds them antibiotics and everything else, you know who you're going to pay it to? The neighbor up the street or six neighbors over or the other state that's doing it yeah. right. You're not going to keep that money in your hand because you got to eat. So how foolish are these arguments? There's no argument here. Oh, we can't talk about beef. Because if we say something bad about beef, we actually have a federal law that says we can't talk about beef in a negative way in the United States. Who passes a law like that? Exactly. Because all of a sudden, nobody would eat beef and the whole industry would die. Well, would people just stop eating? Well, no, they'd eat more chicken, more fish, and those industries would soar, wouldn't they? Yeah. People aren't going to just say, you know what, we're just not eating in the United States for about a year. And that'll fix it. Nobody's doing stupid stuff like you that. You know what it blows my mind, too, is I saw this somewhere. It showed the different countries of food that we have and they have illegal. There's certain pop, like McDonald's, mm-hmm. they're showing pops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw, like, they can't even have this stuff in their country. Now I look at it, it's like, I see why. Mm-hmm. This stuff is so bad for us. Mm-hmm. It kills our insides. It kills our insides. But we apply to uh, your taste buds. So let's talk about sugar. True. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's hear about sugar. Okay. Sugar's a very easy one because sugar numbs your emotions and ha- can numb your pain. So when, and, and this is not a female-male statement, but, you know, during a special times of the month for a female, what do they usually reach for? <laughs> the sugar. Chocolate. Sugar, sh- chocolate, ice cream, something with so true. high fat and and lots of sugar. And the reason why is it numbs pain. So we know that uh, we take it and it numbs your brain's function. Okay, it starts decreasing your ability to think clearly if you eat sharp sugar. So let's give him a Pop-Tart, send little Johnny to school, and wonder why he's in trouble at 9 o'clock at, at school 
with his first teacher because he can't concentrate. Why? He's so loaded with sugar, he's got no, and he's numb. I mean, he is just, so we already know it's an addictive substance. We already know that if you put him in a PET scanner and you have him taste sugar, the same areas of the brain line up, light up that cocaine and heroin do. So we, we predispose. You're serious? Children. Yeah. You, yeah. Look, you, after the show, look up cocaine, heroin, and sugar, and then start looking at the research. Wow. Okay. Wow. So if it lights up the same areas, we're literally saying, well, gee, I don't want him to not get his special treat. Yeah, okay. Well, then well, you're going to give him a special treat of yeah, heroin when he's line. 18 or 25. <laughs> but we start that process by the foods that we induce. We, we already know that society to society that it happens. And the health of the society just continues to plummet. You look at pop alone. I mean, I, I stopped drinking pop probably five years mm-hmm. ago. That is... So bad for us. Well, 10 teaspoons of sugar, yeah. one soda, 10, 8 to 10. Have, have, have you, you s- looked at 10, 10 <clears throat> teaspoons? Oh, it's a lot. Like? Oh. Have you seen where they have the Coke test? Yep. Where they put it in and eat stuff away? Yep, because of the acid level. Okay? And we so, put that in our body. So let's not have sugar. Let's go diet. Just the acid level, how does your body survive that? Well, it survives it by the body um, pulling minerals out of your bones and your cell structure to mute the effects of that acid, and thus you end up becoming what? Osteoporosis, et cetera, et cetera. More that eat, drink sodas, have more osteoporosis, more fractures. And you know how many more fractures we're having as kids at a very young age? Because they don't have dairy and they don't have the basic foods anymore. Yeah. Pretty common sense. It, it is. Common sense, right? Trying to get people across to it. So tell me, aside from the food mm-hmm. and everything that we drink, tell me about your views on all these supplement companies out Mm -hmm. there people are taking these thermogenics these supplements Mm -hmm. to help them cut Mm -hmm. and help them get more protein Mm -hmm. what stuff out there is good if any of it and what do you see how it's helping us as human beings how about we give a basic concept of the body and see if it makes sense okay so if i push you you eventually stop and kind of come back yes no matter where how we push you that's what your body's going to do, okay? If I spike your blood sugar, eventually you're going to secrete enough insulin that your blood sugar is going to plummet, right? Yeah. So that's the way the body is. The idea of taking stimulants in the body over and over and over, and the, and you're not healthy in the first place, how does your body respond to that? It responds by destroying other tissue. It yeah. has to. Yeah. Okay? I spend 40% of the time telling people to eat more so they can lose weight. 40% of the time, more women than men, under eat so much for so long that they reset their metabolism rate so, yeah. so low. Why does the metabolism rate decrease? It's for survival. Your body's going to do anything it can to live, no matter how you try to kill it. Yeah. So unless you eat something that's healthy over a period of time and have a good diet, you add stimulants, you just spike your system again, make yourself even more healthy, and the body reduces more capacity to burnt fat. Does it make sense? Yes. The basics are the basics. Higher protein, higher fat. And does fat make you fat? No. Never has, never will. You need fat. You have to have fat. Your brain's fat, right? Yeah. Your entire cell membrane, 100% fat. All your hormones, fat and protein. So if me, I I eat healthy, and they say you should eat five times a day to Mm. keep your metabolism going. Mm. Now... For me, I take supplements to help supplement what I'm doing to the get basics. the extra stuff. Yeah, yep. that, I mean, is good. That That's not going to hurt me, correct? No, not at all. In fact, it's necessary based upon what we know about food. And if you're eating absolutely perfect, yeah, uh, great. 
but you're the... I have a few drinks here and there, so... <laughs> After this, we're going to know. Yeah, um, for but, sure. But about 1%, <clears throat> okay, are going to eat that well. Yeah. 5% pretty good, and the rest of us are sitting here in the marketplace of the... The cruel truth is we can't afford organic everything. We can't. No, it's expensive. So if we don't supplement other things, yeah. we don't have a chance. So going back to your original question, what do you do about burning fat? You do the basics really well. Some people, it's five times a day. Some people will tell you, hey, if they eat two meals a day, they feel good. But when they eat three, they feel worse. Well, guess what? That's what works for them. It just depends. But a few rules that are absolute, and that is if you're having enriched white flowers, sugars, or stimulants over a long period of time, you will have a tendency to gain weight and it'll be hurtful to you, okay? Because the body only responds by that damage, by um, uh, changing your metabolism and not in the way that you want it. Yeah. So lean meats, healthy fats, lots of vegetables, lots of fruits, and you get rid of all the canned and junk food. You do that and keep your exercise up. That's what the experts that from the bariatric surgeries train people to do because yeah. that's what would have happened if they would have done it before they had the surgery. Right. Yeah. The rules don't change, and nobody gets nobody gets to break the rules and take the special blue pill that does. Come on. See, we're well, not made that way. What the majority of people want to do is, they want to buy these supplements, and they don't want to have to eat. And this is what really ticks me off is mm-hmm. when they say, you don't have to take away your the eating habits, the great things you want. Yeah. You can eat all this crap, mm-hmm. take our supplements, mm-hmm. and you'll lose fifteen pounds in ten days. Mm-hmm. That stuff is so bad for you. They, if they realize the things that they have to do, it it doesn't happen by doing nothing. You have to work for it. It's the same technique, though. The drug market has said, you got a sinus problem and you have allergies, take this. And that takes care of your allergies. <clears throat> well, part of that might be that you have poor air quality at home and you smoke and you do other things. Why don't you correct that, too, yeah. while you're taking the medication? Maybe you don't have to take the medication long term. But temporarily... That's a good thing. We're now trying to take that, that ideal and say, take this magical multiple vitamin, this and this and this, and it's all good. Yeah. The ones that kill me are the ones that actually do the testing on nutrients and then publish bad results that the public bites on. Yeah. Because I've learned now after 31 years, I've learned one thing. When I look at research and nutrition, I, if it's in the United States, I ignore it. And I go to Europe and I find really? out what the truth is. Because I, I, I'm telling you, I've... After doing uh, this book, 21 years, five days a week of doing radio in healthcare field, interviewing the best in the world, there's a few things that I learned categorically. If it's going to come out with nutrition here, I've spent most of my time, well, what do you think? You know, they found out that vitamin A really causes lung cancer yeah. to get worse. Well, yeah, you used a synthetic form that's created in a lab that has no natural components, and that's what you tested them on. So you gave them tar petroleum tar and you wonder why their symptoms their situation got worse what kind of test is that that's not a test they wouldn't have done that in europe in europe they would have actually used um they would use the correct form or a a beta carotene that was actually natural from carrots and they would have tested why they want to know what we want to do is tell you what doesn't work so you use more medications instead of just natural foods not save you from uh, spending money on vitamins because it's not good for you we don't do that in the United States. Who's pushing that? Because I used to then investigate who paid for it. Man, I've had to go through five, six shell course and pull yeah. in favors from people I've known to find out who finally paid for it. Jeez. Now, we're treating human beings. We're falsifying information. 
in the United States. Not everybody, but you're looking at a lot of research that's tainted and poorly done. And I had just shared this one book with you from Dr. Kassur, Jerome Kassur, that used to be the editor-in-chief of New, New, New England Journal of Medicine. And wonderful man, but he finally retired. And he said, as soon as I retire, there will not be any research that's in the New England Journal of Medicine that's not tainted. Because he said it doesn't really exist in the United States anymore. Most people are on the payroll of those big companies that need that information to support what they do. And you know, that's scary. What's scary is because anything you look at, and anybody listening to this show, they hear this and they think, well, what can I even believe anymore? I mean, what can you believe? It, okay. That's the truth. Okay. So, so they got to come to somebody like you that knows it. <clears throat> Otherwise, but, but why believe me? I mean, that's another question. Why, why would you believe me? Well, you always got to say, you always got to ask a few very specific questions. What do I have to gain? Am I going to make money off your show? No. No. Um, am I expecting them to fly in from California to be a patient? No. No. Um, what's my money's, personal gain? Money's not your driving force. Or, exactly. And what's almost always the evil that makes us do stupid things? Money. In healthcare, too. Sad. All right. So look where the money is. And do they have something to gain? And when something publishes across all the, uh, you know, all the UPS wires, I'm telling you, Europe puts out massively great research that should be put on our UPS wires and should be in our papers. Why doesn't why doesn't it get there? Who controls that? Jeez. It's it's really a unfortunate <clears throat> and and frightening situation. The truth is, you don't know. So I tell people, be logical, ask legitimate questions, be smart. And do what your heart tells you to do, because most time you'll be right. But just know, if we do, we grow massive fields that we only put four products on the vegetables, how can those vegetables have enough nutrition to fulfill their need? Yeah, that's an impossibility, isn't it? Yeah, nobody could tell you anything different. Use logic. Wow. So you and I both have experience you have 21 years experience radio and i'm traveling the country to find the most significant minds greatest people this world has to offer Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. eventually i'll become as knowledgeable as you but i want to hear when you were on radio Mm -hmm. who would be your top three people that you have had on the show that have influenced you or big names that are known today in this industry well oz and his partner i think that they dr oz yeah and his partner and his partner (laughs) Just remind me. Who's so, his partner? Um, I'm trying to think of his name. That's what the problem is. Um, I can't. I can't think of it. Um, yeah. But they wrote the U books together, and I got to interview him. And and it, it's kind of a funny story. And I wish I could remember his name right now, but I can't. But um, I'll tell you a short story because it's kind of humorous. I was making a joke one time about coming home and not being very smart at home, but I'm pretty yeah. smart at the office. And. <laughs> And um, he starts laughing. I said, oh, this is a good one. And tell me about it. He says, oh, yeah. He says, I, I, he's a heart surgeon. So uh, he said, I just, you know, had several heart surgeries. I was tired as I could be. I come home, take my hat off my coat. It rained outside. And I look down. And my wife says, hey, come on down here and change the, the baby's diaper. And he's, he says, honey, I, I'm exhausted. I just want to have a drink. And kind of sit down for a second. Just give me a few moments and all. And he says, my five-year-old pops his head open. And he looks down. And he goes, no, 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 and runs into the other room. He says, I don't know what that means. And then I'm giving the wherefore to my wife again. And this, my son pops out and says, dad, no, and runs into the other room. <laughs> and then finally his wife puts her hands on her hips, looks down, and he says, you know, you might save lives all over the world. 
but when you're here, you're the diaper man. And that's it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I thought, I never forgot that. Oh, we, that's we, funny. We, oh, and people were calling up and telling us telling us stories about their diaper man situation. I everything bet. else. Doesn't matter how smart you are when you're home. Yeah. You're the diaper man. Oh, that's funny. Um, but I was trying to think of um, individuals that um, I've interviewed. Uh, Jerome Cursor was one of those excellent, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Individuals such as Jerome stepped down, wrote a book that told the truth, and knew he was going to be blackballed. Knew. Categorically, he was going to be blackballed. That is a tough thing to do when you know your entire life is going to change. Um, Lyndon Smith, for not your age group, but in my age group, we used to raise our children by Dr. Spock yep. or Dr. Lyndon Smith. Dr. Spock was the medical medication type approach. Dr. Lyndon Smith was feed them better, don't use as many antibiotics, use probiotics, do those types of things. And I had him on the air all the time. And the reason why is he was hilarious. He was so funny. First 20 years, he practiced like everybody else. He said, you know, what's weird is kids don't seem to get better. I give them the antibiotic. They come back in 90 days. They got the same ear infection. Yeah. He says, then I take them off of milk, and I do this, and I do this, and I don't give them antibiotics, and they get better. And he said, you know, I changed. So the last 20 years, he's probably got 13 old books that still apply to kids. And if you have young young kids, I'm telling you, Lyndon Smith would probably be a great person wow. for you to listen to. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'll tell you who I used to love is the um, – uh, surgeon generals that we've had in the United States over that period of time, really caring individuals um, that don't get to do anything. And it's weird. Healthcare is one of our major areas of concern. And I'll have them on, and they're flying all over the place giving talks. Do you ever hear anything about our surgeon general? Mm -mm. You never hear anything, do you? No. I No. No. And, and they're the, the speaking head of where our healthcare is supposed to be. Shouldn't they be the ones that are on your show? And I'm telling you, they'll come on. That's crazy. Yeah, call them. Now I think of it. Yep, yeah. just call them, put them on, talk to them, see what they're doing, what they're not doing, what what could they do, how can you affect the public, how can you extend the message for them. They'll do that with you. And and I'm telling you, great people that hardly ever get to do anything, and I'm not sure why. You know, when you're saying about people yet on your show, really the people that have become the most successful are the ones that – Money isn't their driving force. Right. Well, and they might not make the money that some have. Yeah. Okay. Well, like Terry Hertong um, is uh, out of Denmark. A great interview. you got to be careful because he is overtly passionate. Uh, his grandfather was the one that started using what they called porcine thyroid replacement um, uh, hormones yeah. in 1898. And he's then, his dad was an endocrinologist. He's an endocrinologist. And over there, when somebody comes in with a thyroid-related problem, they correct their diet, they correct their nutrition, they correct several things, and then they consider the medication. Here, we medicate. And I made this terrible mistake of him having a book tour in the United States and having a United States-trained endocrinologist in the same room. Oh, man. had a three-hour interview. We barely got through it. I mean, they threw a book at each other. I mean, that's how mad. Because they both had their views. And oh, it, my gosh. Oh, man. oh yeah. Terry, Terry just finally says, hey, listen, why would you just medicate somebody and forever be on that medication when you can fix them nutritionally 75% of the time? Who does that to human beings? And he was standing up and screaming. Oh, I bet he was. <laughs> so I learned a lesson. Many, Not that all the European docs are that way or anything like that. I just had a unique 
uh, oil and water mix, and it wasn't very productive. But people loved it. I mean, t- 12 lines are all lit up. Everybody had questions for these guys. It was hilarious. I was just thinking, oh, my God, I got to I got to stop this show. Yeah, I, I bet. I, and I called in Jeff, and I had him stand between them so they didn't go at each other. <laughs> Have a fight on the show. Three hours. Try that. Three oh, my hours. God. Mm. So tell me, you've, you've been on all kinds of, I mean, you did radio 21 years. Mm-hmm. You've been on TV, and your business has been big. Tell me how big of impact you guys have made how, across the country. You know, uh, that's your a very highest good point. Um, that's a very good question. And, and the truth is, I, I don't think you really know. You're not going to really know. Yeah. You're not going to really know how many are going to listen to your show and think, hey, this guy's 25 years old. Look what he's doing. And he just decided to. And it fit his model. And yeah. I can do this. And you're going to inspire other people to do those things. I can tell you that the people that I'm most proud of are people that literally were at death's door that had no upside and that we were able to walk with them with education being um, available, um, leading them to other people outside of uh, my rule is if I can't help you, I find somebody who does. Yeah. Okay. Which I love that. And and that might not be here. It might be in Las Vegas. I used to have a guy in Vegas. He retired since, but he's fabulous. And, and I would, I've sent people to Germany. I've sent people to France. I, um, the, the bottom line is, as physicians, our entire job is to help that human being that sits in front of us to get better. It has nothing to do with what we do. It has to do with what they need. And if healthcare moved back to that one step, you don't have to sit around wondering if you have patients or whether you uh, make enough money to pay your overhead or take care of your family needs because people clamor for people who care about them. And healthcare needs to step back to that. And there are literally hundreds of thousands of doctors that would do anything to get back to that type of care And that's program. what you've focused your life on. 100%. And I learned one thing is I take care of patients, period. If I accept you and you lose your job, I still take care of you. And the reason why I do is because that's the right thing to do. That's mine. Other people do it by, by visiting them at home if they really need it and stuff like that. It just depends. But healthcare's got to change back to treating the human being that's in front of you instead of the system that we've been told to follow Yeah. when it doesn't work for them. So what you were doing, how big at a scale, you were the top in the country in your field. Uh, in chiropractic, I think I had, um, I was top, top three or four in the country. Um, that'd be about 28, 29 years ago. And, and, and let me tell you, top, when it comes to numbers, is foolish. It doesn't matter how many numbers you see. It's how much quality. It matters who you help. And in our statistics, even then, we're 92.3%. I was always very proud of that. But let me tell you, you know what I worried about? You know what I didn't sleep well at? The 8%. Drove me crazy. Yeah. Absolutely drove me crazy. Because I kept thinking, how do I get to the 8%? And I almost left practice over the 8%. And the reason why is because of arrogance. Um, that's a lot for a person to you takes a while that to stance. figure it out. You, yeah, it takes a while to figure out that two things: some people aren't ready, so the only thing you can do is input information. They're not going to do anything. Those yeah. are the people I fire now. Okay, because yeah. they're not ready. It's wrong for me to take your money and try to help you when you're not ready to get help. You're not going to do the exercise. You're not going to follow the diet. You're not going to change your attitude. You're not going to do anything. So exactly, why am I taking your money? Exactly. It's wrong to do. So I don't. 
but I used to take it personal that I just wasn't doing it right. I wasn't saying it right. I wasn't doing enough backflips. I wasn't doing something. Yeah. That's what changes. So it doesn't matter how large you are. It matters how well you're doing with the person in front of you. That changes everything. That's amazing, man. I Tell me also, I mean, talk about you being the head of your industry. You were the head of advanced orthopedics program in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So you were top. And- that was a training program. And that was actually, I was just the uh, the chair of it in the state of Indiana and, and then um, headed up the program for orthopedics training. A postgraduate degree. So, for what kind of responsibility is? That? I mean, what what did you have to do in that? You know, I, it's it it was it was a request by the college for me to fill that position, which I was happy to do. Plus, I wanted to get the orthopedics degree. Yeah. Um, you organize which physicians come in to train these doctors. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the biggest responsibility is to find, um, find professors that love their craft that think beyond what everybody else does so that you're not behind. And we were able to do that. that. We had a guy named Dennis Gogsberg, genius man. The way he taught 29 years ago is about how they're teaching right now. I mean, he was, and and he was just a genius. He's 4.0. He had one of these photographic memories. He could, he could read to you from his first grade uh, text uh, uh, when, and he'd just sit there and read it to you. And he didn't have any books. He didn't. It was all in his mind. But he could teach. You know, some are so smart they can't. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So I, I think it was more of an honorarium position yeah. of putting that together and getting to do that with these gentlemen for the for three years. But it was great education. I, I certainly enjoyed the opportunity. So it's easy to say. I mean, from what I know, you know your stuff very well. And now you have this new product. Tell me about probonics. Probonics, uh, probiotic, and um, yeah. what is even a probiotic? <clears throat> what does it do for us? Why do we need it? That's a very good question. Um, I interviewed a guy named Huffnagel. I think it's University of Michigan, and if I say that wrong, um, Doctor Huffnagel, I apologize. Maybe it's Michigan State, but um, <clears throat> he's the one that probably put out the first book, and I interviewed him on probiotics, probably now about sixteen years ago. And what his research was showing is because of the way that we manage our foods and most of it in the meat industry, but more importantly, the amount of antibiotics used in our society is so over the top. Like the World Health Organization had put us on a warning list for 15 years in the United States for grossly overusing um, antibiotics. Um, In fact, when I did national program, I I did a kind of a a spoof on uh, a mother and a father going into the pediatrician and asking what's wrong with their kid and then demanding the antibiotic. Yeah. No matter if the kid needed it or not, they just wanted to get to sleep. And, and unfortunately, that's what really happens. But the bottom line is he was saying that we're wiping. And when you take an antibiotic, you wipe out a lot of your good flora in your small intestine, yeah. and part of your large intestine. Well, the 70 to 80% of your immune system is in your small intestine. So when you're killing off the good bacteria that allows you to absorb nutrients and yep. fight disease, okay, Every time you take an antibiotic, you kill. You can kill up to 50% on one antibiotic, depending on the strength. Wow. But think of the ones that have multiples of it, or the kid who's six months old and they've got them on antibiotic already, which is Jeez. messing up their immune system. Well, then we're eating it in meat, and we're eating it in other types of fruits and vegetables that even have some some uh, antibiotics on yeah. them. Okay. And he said he thought that the probiotic, which is the good bacteria that you're supposed to take, which is in yogurt, Okay, but small amount. You literally a dose is eight um, doses of yogurt a day. 
Yeah. Nobody eats egg yogurt. No. Uh, so thus you're not getting enough. And he proposed that beyond even a multiple vitamin, <clears throat> a probiotic is almost mandated just to stay healthy in the society because your immune system is such a big issue. And it, it involves an, almost every clinical disease has an inflammatory response associated with it. Well, if your GI tract's bad, and it's one of the number one over-the-counter drugs is GI tract stuff for constipation, GERD, all those types of things, irritable bowel syndrome, et cetera. And many times just the lack of good bacteria is the primary problem. So now probiotics have become, I mean, they're everywhere. ACT is out. You see advertisement. Why? Because it's actually that much of a necessity for good quality health. Okay. So what we were always looking for is uh, something different. In other words, here's our problem. When you take, if I give you a probiotic, you have three to six percent of it will get from your stomach acid into your small intestine in an active form because the acid kills it. Yes. So we've tried to. Uh, we had people coated them, and we've had people that um, put them in um, um, a liquid solution. Well, in liquid solution, they all die in two weeks. So if you buy a liquid solution that's not ours, let me tell you, you're wasting your money, mostly with kids, and that's what's unfortunate. Those kids are getting the shelf nothing. life is nothing. Nothing. Two to four weeks. That's it. Okay, the capsule only only getting three to six percent. And I was introduced to a, a wonderful man about three years ago that showed what they were doing on the animal side. Um, sounds bad, but animals and us, pretty close, pigs specifically, pretty close. <clears throat> and they had come up with a solution that protected the probiotic so that up to 80 percent, 70 to 80 percent would get through the stomach acid in a protected form and was active on in the small intestine side. Why well, I'd never seen anything like that. You know, it's we, huge. It's huge. Think about 3%. How many you have to, to take to get 3% comparison to 70 to 80%. So uh, I talked to him and talked to him and talked to him and talked to him and finally convinced him to consider the human side. So uh, we went through all the appropriate testing, got the FDA labs involved, made sure that we're safe, did all those type of things. And it has, um, it's finally hit the market about two years ago. We are overtly thankful for the product because of its success rate. Uh, does it work in 100% cases? No, because some don't have that problem. But we're sitting at about a high 90% success rate, which for anything, if somebody's taking it and they're getting that much benefit, we've been very thankful for that. So new on the line, no one else is there. People say, well, what's your competition? I said, well, the competition is lying. The competition we is- We got the real stuff that works. That actually works, and that sounds like a sales pitch. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it does. I, I even sit there and say, yep, sounds like a sales pitch. But your driving force isn't money. Your driving force is to help people. Make a difference. Yeah, 100%. If you're going to take something, it's kind of like when I started my own nutrition lines and all that kind of stuff, when I uh, kind of sold out my pain center and surgery centers and stuff, I um, went to my German friends and French friends and United States and some Canadian friends and said, I, I have to have the best that can be made or I'm not going to sell it so you would see if i walked you in you'd see some from other companies and you'd see some from mine and if i found companies that would make it perfect i kept it if i couldn't i didn't i made it myself um and i did that because if i give it to you i got to know that it's as well as it can be made you know you saw what happened out in new york and you have saw all those things well all of our products have including this one the fda tests the fda lab tests what comes into the uh, manufacturing core and after it's mixed it's, man, it's checked again. And the reason why is you have to. Too many poor quality products out there. So anybody out there that's looking to buy a probiotic mm. or any kind of supplement out there, mm. how could they know, get past the bullshit? 
How can they know if this is something that's actually going to help them? Because there's so many out there, and there's no FDA approval, and there's yeah. really and, nothing. And, and you know what? That's a great – you brought something I, I really think we should say something about. FDA approval. Okay? Yeah, that's a big thing. Okay. And they don't have any rights to approve anything in the nutrition side, just so you know. Okay? There's something called the Deshaies Law, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. FDA has one rule. If they're going to evaluate and approve it, it has to have a death rate, lethal dose rate. Well, probiotics can't kill anybody. Yeah. Um, vitamin C hardly kills anybody unless you, you like swim in it for a month. Um, vitamins don't kill people unless you're foolish. Okay. Um, if you're going to have amphetamine, if you're going to take large doses of that, that'd be different. That would be different. But the FDA doesn't regulate nutrients because they don't kill people. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So when people says, well, the federal government, I'm saying, well, what would you want them to do that? I mean, you die more of broccoli side effect than you do because of infection than you do vitamins. I mean, yeah. that's one always cracks me up is, well, you got to really be careful. I you, Docs will come on to even shows like yours say, well, you got to be careful because, you know, those vitamins could really hurt you. I'm going, oh, come on. Uh, let's look up how many deaths. Okay, uh, one a year because of something. Now, and it was not even that. No, and ibuprofen kills 22,000 a year. And Tylenol kills about 36,000 people a year. Um, and you might get one a year from somebody doing something crazy like a bodybuilder that takes 5,000 times the recommended exactly. dose for 10 years. So you got to get over those type of things. What you do want is an FDA-approved lab process for safety. That's what you do want, just to make sure you're getting what you say, what they say. Exactly. So there's things called um, NSF facilities, and NSF-approved facilities follow those processes. So on the bottles, they should say NSF. If they don't say NSF or one of those, not just GMP, just NSF, that means that you know you're getting what you say you should, and you will usually get a higher quality product. That's one way you can review it. Other than that... You're shooting in the dark. And then what you're trying to do is find companies that have um, purpose. That's about all you can do. It's very tough in them. About 20% are good, 80% are junk. Yeah. So what what is your, I mean, you have a lot of experience. What is your long-term goal with everything you're doing? We want to take 10% of this company um, and we want, because one of the things is diarrhea-induced death in places like Af Africa from um uh, poor quality water and stuff. And you've yeah. seen a lot of companies that are trying to help help those countries have enough healthy water for good life and everything else. Most of them still have <clears throat> excuse me, putrid uh, water sources. Um, probiotics correct that issue. I'll give you a great example. Is we had a missionary friend that was heading over to the Philippines. He said, every time I go over there, I get diarrhea for two weeks. I said, well, here, try this. And he, he sent me an email. He says, I don't have diarrhea. And the next day, I don't still don't have diarrhea. That's what it does. Does it cure every diarrhea? No. But diarrhea induced from poor quality water and an, over antibiotic yeah. use, it's pretty successful. In fact, very successful. So one of our company goals is that's one of our packages. We've reached out to one of the larger foundations that people would know, but I, I'm not at liberty to say. And we've, uh, we're trying to, trying to set up an agreement that we will supply that for them. Yep. Because standard antibiotics can't, I'm sorry, probiotics can't get to Africa because of the heat factor 
And because of the processing and the amount of time it takes to get there, our product will live up to 110 degrees. It doesn't need refrigerated. Most good probiotics have to be refrigerated. Ours does not. Wow. So there's some real carrier factors that we're willing to put ourselves on the line, get the testing done. You'll even look at our our, uh, website. It actually has the growth of our product over two years in comparison to most products, uh, as well as a competition of what happens when you add acid on the Petri dish and see how it grows. I mean, we, we don't mind. And if it didn't work, guess what we'd do? We'd find something else. We wouldn't give it to the public. Yeah. So you obviously want to take this across the world. Mm-hmm. Where, if anybody out there <clears throat> listening, where can they get this? Where, where can they find Canada and the United States and some Mexico right now. <clears throat> the agreement is going into place in South Korea right now. Yeah. Um, we're going to be visiting the ne- Netherlands at a request of some people there. Uh, and then... In the next year or so, I'm going to start reaching out to our contacts in Germany and and France and see, because worldwide, we don't know of anybody that has anything that competes with this. And the bottom line is, per cost per capita, because usually a good probiotic is going to cost you around $50 to $55 a month, a a good one. And ours sits at 34 So it's a cost factor, too. Yeah. And, And the bottom line is, it's not all about the money, is it? It's very it's true. It's about doing something good. So are you guys in retail outlets? Are you online? Uh, we, uh, we're we on Amazon. Okay. Amazon.com carries a one-month and two-month supply. Uh, two-month is really a great deal because you're paying like $22, $25 per month comparison. It's really yep. cheap. Um, and uh, then certainly online, probonics.com, you can get them mailed to you. Um, those are the two access points right now. We're not in GNC. We're not in Whole Foods at this point. Um it's really interesting what they ask of you. Not that we won't be in there at some point, but what they ask of you to do and invest as a company pushes your price points up to a point where then you start costing yourself out so that the average person can't get it. And that's not our mission. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be nice to have access and it'd be great. But if we can't work out a way to keep our price point to a point where the average individual can actually still and, and they can give it to their kids, and they can yeah. actually, uh, we're not going to do it. But I'm, I wish everybody looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's the right thing to do. You know what they do. They normally dilute it yeah, and price it down and do it. That's what most would do because I know I fight it every day in my practice trying to make sure our quality is, is maintained. Yeah. I know the games that are played. It's wrong, and it's, again, we're not dealing with cows. Not that cows should be treated very exactly. well. But we are truly, we're dealing with human beings and to not be able to have an ethical and moral compass in the healthcare field, that needs to change aggressively and not stand behind, well, we're scientific. Well, no, you're not. Hardly anything's scientific anymore. We already know that. Sean, you, you seriously have so much information. We could talk all day. Mm. I, Fun. Th- now think of this question. Uh, I always ask at the end of my show, what are your top three tips for young entrepreneurs? But think mm-hmm. back in everything you've done in your history with the health industry. What would be your top three tips for anybody out there that is looking to pursue the lifestyle you're doing right now in the health industry or somebody that's looking to become healthy? What are your tips to people out there? Let's say that you're an entrepreneurial um, spirit that wants to move into the healthcare area. You're, yeah. a, you're a trainer. You're somebody like that. Don't sell out to the money guy. That is a really... I like that. I can't tell you how many stories, heartfelt, um, terrible stories that I've interviewed over the years 
of great ideas dying because they sold out to the money guy because the money guy then has to drive a certain amount of income back in which makes you compromise what you know right. you're supposed to be doing so i would say the first thing is as an entrepreneur uh as an entrepreneur is to not sell out to the money guy and be patient to be and and be willing to do the work to end up where you want to be so that several things are intact your moral and ethical code stays intact because no matter how rich you are if you know how you got there were by cutting corners and hurting people that didn't even know you're ripping them you're never going to feel good about it it doesn't matter and and that's sleeping so well at night that's the first thing you got to do as an entrepreneur because that's the entre- that's an entrepreneur the rest of them are just short-lived ripoffs that are doing dishonest things so that's the first thing i would tell you number two um, don't think that any of your crazy ideas are crazy until you try them because most are hardly ever crazy. There are many times unique ideas. And then yeah. third, if you do have an idea, challenge it with the people that you don't like. I like that because they're the ones going to tell you the truth. Don't go to your five buddies and say, Hey, great idea. You have a beer. You throw out the idea. They say, wow, Sean, what a, what a brilliant, this is a great idea. You should just, because you're not, and then guess what you do? You spend your life savings chasing something based upon bad input. Exactly. You bring in, you do the Abraham Lincoln system, which is you hire everybody, you bring in people that, had, they bother you. They even bug you. But they, yeah. you know they're smart. You know they're going to tell you what and you don't want to hear. it's a real deal. It's a real deal. So you get three of them, you propose it, and you say, go think about it, go pray about it, come back to me and just tell me, what do you think, and where's the holes, and do you think it's ever going to happen? And then take it serious. Then make a decision. And I bet you you won't miss very often if you apply that kind of principle. That's my three tips. That's really good advice. Hey, that's you know what? i I got to say, that's the top three tips. I mean, among the, the best I've had on the show. Great. That's great. You know, money, it's sad. People... They're driven by it. And if they just do what they believe in, don't take away. The problem is, is everybody, it's, it's driven about money. Mm. And they don't do what they believe in. They mm. they don't say what they believe in. They're afraid. Mm. I'm the kind of guy that's going to go out there, and I don't care if there's 50 million people out there. Mm. I'll say what I believe in because why give them bullshit? Mm. Why do something that people want me to do? Mm-hmm. We're here so not very long on earth. Mm-hmm. Make an impact on them, mm-hmm. and stand what we believe for. Right, and that you you seriously show that. I mean, there's people out there that are fake. They're bullshit. And you're right. They call themselves experts, but really, they're just they're people that they're are going out there position. for the wrong reasons. Filling a position, saying what needs to be said for the status quo, and the status quo isn't working, is it? And you guys are the generation that actually has the opportunity to do what they do in Germany and France. You guys actually are the ones that can sit here on a podcast or can text each other, tweet each other, and all the other things that I absolutely don't do. Yeah. Um, but you guys can actually pull each other together and and, and get GMOs uh, so that they're stated on our food because it's wrong that they don't, okay? Yeah. You guys are the ones that family docs will start treating you like family docs because you won't go to them any other way and you're going to tell them what you think. You guys are the ones that literally could sit there and have 3,000 people marching down downtown because they want better health care. They want to be treated different by the government, and they want to be treated different uh, between themselves Yeah, and want an honorable, honest treatment, not a lazy, skim in, somebody owes me type of attitude yeah. either. 
But you guys have that generation that I believe it actually could change. You guys, because I'm sorry, but in our generation, we're so comfortable with the money and the car and the house and the other things. Those things tie you to not doing anything. In your generation, you don't seem to be so worried about that. You don't seem to think that having the nicest car is so important to get the nicest girl. So true. And that's why you guys could be the the winning loose cannon in our society on healthcare and wellness that has never happened before. Well, I'm the start of it right here, I buddy. believe it. I hey, believe it. Sean, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you as a person for being true to yourself and this society. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And more people need to do that out there. Uh, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, where could they find you? Um, 317-872-2989. That's the office number, and that's yeah. probably the best way to do yeah. so. You got a website, too? Um, Benzingeronhealth.com. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. I, I really appreciate you coming on. So thank you, Thanks. anybody listening. Go out there, create something great, become unforgettable, because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show with Dr. Sean Benziger. He gave a lot of great advice in the health industry and in life itself. This guy knows his stuff after 31 years of being in the industry and seeing everything. You you need to take this guy seriously because he is a true expert in his industry. Also, check out Probonics. You can find it on my website, brandontadams.com. There's also additional notes about this show. And there's a couple links there for you to buy some probonics. I use probonics. It's a great product. It makes you feel better. And I highly suggest it to you. I knew nothing about this until I don't know how many months ago. But when I did and I started using it, it, it makes you feel great. And it is something you really should think about using in your lifestyle. So check that out on my website, BrandonTAdams.com. Get yourself some probonics. And also, if you haven't already, Go to my website and subscribe. You can get all kinds of great info. As I told you before, you can get a exclusive download of my secret fun formula to crowdfund success and also an audio that comes with it as well. So you can stay updated and everything going on with my travels, everything else. I recently just got back from my trip. I was gone 10 days. I drove all the way to California and then drove down to Albuquerque, New Mexico here a couple days ago. Did a show, got recorded, that'll air here next week. And believe it or not, I drove straight back. I left at 2 p.m. in the afternoon from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I said, screw it, I'm going straight home. I drove all the way to Des Moines, Iowa. I wouldn't suggest it. It took me 16 16 hours to drive it straight. And got through a lot of audiobooks. Four-hour work week's a good one to listen to if you're doing a long drive. So I listen to that and anything else. But it was a great trip. I learned a lot. What it comes down to in life is life is too short. You need to go out and do these kind of trips. You need to live it up. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. This whole trip I did, I spent less than $1,000. And most of my money went to fuel. I mean, I slept in my truck five or six of the nights. Uh, The other nights I stayed with friends. And... I brought my own food. I, I I had a lot of fun, but I I was on a budget and I made the trip well worth the while. So don't ever say money is the reason why you can't do something. You can always figure out alternative route. 
So go out, make that trip. Go go to California, go to Vegas, go to, across the country, go to a different country. You need to see the world. There's so much you will learn from it, and it will benefit you in so many different ways. So that is all I have for today, and you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody.